Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Welcome back to the show, Changemakers. Hi, how you doing? We just, oh my gosh, we just recorded the episode last week and it we was pretty did. wild. If you guys didn't check that out, well, 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 I mean, this one's going to be good, but like, listen to that one too, because that one, what did we talk about, Gina? How we grow a business from zero to 100K in six months. Pretty wild. Pretty. I mean, that's a pretty good hook, right? Pretty good episode title. You? But it was, if you haven't checked that out, you got to listen to it. Because but also listen to this one. We're going to talk today about the next step of the journey, which is literally how you can go out and create Arr. your own super weird top 200 launch. And we're talking about pirate radio. Pirates, baby. Pirates, baby. Okay. Are you ready for the Let's intro, get Gina? Into the show. Are you ready? We're doing it live. Attention, this is not another boring business podcast. We're here to help mission-driven entrepreneurs get their messaging offers out to the masses. In a fun way that doesn't suck. Over the last year, we've created a powerful community of podcasters that are becoming real change makers in the online space. And we're not talking about breaking a 20. I'm Jamie Atkinson. And I'm Gina Suzanne. And listen to us as we laugh, cry, and battle our way to a seven-figure-a-year business. We're going to be talking about not just what the online gurus are teaching, but what they're actually doing to transform and scale their business. Listen in as we break down the real-life publishing strategies these entrepreneurs are actually using. Come for the tactics. Stay for the banter. Welcome to the Changemakers Podcast. You're ready to create real change. And so are we. Woo! Woo! Welcome to the show. Oh, everyone's cheering. They love us. I'm so excited today. I love the sound machine. Honestly, this machine just makes life easy. We just gave one of these machines away as well. You remember that? We did. We had a crazy, crazy contest. And our very top winner, Miss Lois, she's walking away with a brand new roadcaster. With a brand new roadcaster. And like a bunch of other cool prizes like access to your circle program, some mics. Some it was pretty, it was a pretty fun it contest. Was wild, it yeah. was pretty wild. And we, we actually, we just got back from Wales. Wales. We, we were in a different country. Yeah. Gina, Gina went there and I said, Gina, we're going to Wales. Did you remember your passport? And, and I freaked out. <laughs> like, no, I left my passport at home and we had driven like an hour by then. Oh, it's so funny because you don't need a passport to it's go like to Wales. It's like going to a different state. Although my American. mom did say that apparently since the coronavirus thing has kicked off, if you were, if you were in Wales and you were from England, they would stop you and say, hey, what are you doing here? We can tell you're not from our land. How stop. can they tell though? Well, I don't know. But apparently, everyone? if you if you don't have Welsh plates, they would just stop you. They said, and then, "Do you use vowels? Do you use vowels?" And if you said yes, they knew they you like were English. English. Yes. That's just that's for anyone who doesn't. We've just know. been in Just kidding. Yeah, Wales does not Drew use vowels. That. It's just a bunch of consonants, so everything's wacky. But anyway, about the show today. Uh, do you want to tell them about the sheep, guys? Can, let's start. Can, can we just get a poll going? If you think. Jamie should buy me a fancy microphone like he has. Can I get an amen? You want a fancy microphone? So you can sound deep. Guys, cheer if you want Jamie to buy me a fancy microphone. Wait. Where's the button? Press the button. Hang on, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. No, no, no. I've got an even better one. Wait, I I keep pressing the wrong button. That's not what I want to press. Here it is. 
No, I want a fancy one. I sound like poop compared to you. You can pay for it yourself if you no. like. Okay. No. All right. Everybody, we're going to start a GoFundMe page where we're going to buy Gina a fancier microphone. It's going to be called www.youwishloser.com. <laughs> so hard. Just kidding. But anyway, should we actually get into some some yeah. valuable Tell stuff? Tell me about the pirate radio because I hear you talk about this, but I'm gonna not going to lie. I don't really know. So this is really interesting because it's a very British thing. If you guys don't know about um, pirate radio. Yeah, we don't. Back in the 1970s, when when pirate radio first came about was because that in the 1960s, there was this thing that dominated the airwaves. It's called the BBC and it's very still relevant nowadays. And it's pretty much the biggest. Big black. No. No, that's not it. It's it's the British Broadcasting (laughs) Constabulary or something along the lines of that. But they basically dominate the radio waves. And back in the 1950s and 60s, you know, they were in charge. They were in control, if you like, of what actually gets broadcasted. And what happened was that, you know, rock and music came in the 60s and everyone was like, oh, we like this. This is kind of nice. And basically a bunch of music enthusiasts and different entrepreneurs were like, hey, we actually want to play more of our own tunes. They were like, okay, we want to, we want to play our own music. We want to play rock. And the BBC were basically like, no, we're not going to do that. And so that what they said was, well, we're British, so we're going to go in the sea. And they went and they commandeered some chips, some ships. Ships or chips? Ships, I believe, but I did say chips, but they basically commandeered. I don't, they didn't actually commandeer ships. They just went out on they their, own their own ships. There's probably some real rich people, you know, that went out there in the, in the sea. And what oh, they did yeah. was they started their own broadcasts and it was illegal. And that's why they were pirates. So they went out into the so sea. Were the international waters? Yeah, like, like no maritime laws law okay, basically okay. means that you can you can put out whatever you want. And and I, I love this because I think it's such a super relevant um, story to share in the world of podcasting. Because, I mean, if you guys are here and, and if you didn't know from the stories that we've shared the last couple of weeks, when we got into podcasting, it was really interesting because to start off with, it was it was brand new. We didn't really know what to do. We started out and we when we tried to publish everywhere and within about two and three months, we we didn't really get very far with it, right? Like it was pretty rough. The first couple of months, we didn't make any money. We we weren't really getting a lot of listeners, and and everywhere we looked, we were seeing this this idea of, hey, if you want to monetize, you have to have three to five thousand downloads per episode. Like I don't have time for that. Well, we we only were getting like a hundred, like not yeah. even that. And it was challenging because, you know, and, and maybe some of you guys can relate to this. You, there was just no way that you could have gotten a sponsor or, or paid for it that way. And everyone I was talking to was like, hey, Jamie, like you've got to be publishing. Like Russell Brunson says, hey, if you're not publishing, you're never going to become relevant. Steve Larson says, hey, if you listen to just 80 percent of the tactics I teach and you just publish, then come back in a year and your life is going to be drastically different. But it wasn't really happening for us. And I said, I don't know if we can wait a year to go and start publishing, right? Like that was going to be really, really tricky. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember when we got off the flight at Funnel Hacking Live? Do you remember when I was sat in the lounge? You were miserable. I think I actually took a picture of you, and you just had like this look on your face, like, "What am I going to do?" And I'm, I'm not even sure if it was misery as this like deep contemplation. Right? You looked miserable. <laughs> yeah, you looked, you looked real sad. But we went out and we and we launched the show. And nothing really happened. And I and I knew that what we had to do was we had to think about how we can do podcasting differently. And you know, I remember listening at Funnel Hacking Live, there had been this pre-presentation. Did I ever tell you about this JR presentation? Mm. So we're friends now with a guy called JR Revis, and he was on stage and he told a story about Hugh Hefner. Have you ever heard this this story for Hugh Hefner? I don't. Can you tell me? Okay, so for you guys that don't know, Hugh Hefner was the guy behind 
We Playboy, know who he is. Right? So so he was the guy that ran Playboy and, and he had the Playboy mansion, which was pretty infamous. And, and the little bunnies. Little bunnies. All those little bunnies running around. And what was interesting about Hugh Hefner was that almost every night there was something going on, right? Yeah, I, he it, had those classic parties, Yeah, right? it makes me think like, you know, like in The Great Gatsby, where, yeah, where he's yeah. like, he's the guy that always hosts the parties. Well, well, Hugh Hefner was a little bit like that. But I didn't realize until JR said, what used to happen was people used to go up to Hugh Hefner and they say, hey, Hef, like we we want to throw the party. We want you and the girls and everybody to come to our party. And what he would always say is, no, but you can come to my place. He mm. was the person that always wanted to be hosting the party. And I never really thought about that, but it kind of makes sense, right? Like if you can be the person that you hosts the party. You know, he just party, didn't want to leave his house because then he had to put clothes on. He really liked his robe. Like, yeah. He just didn't want to leave his house. <laughs> and I get that. I get you. That was the secret, right? Yeah. He wanted to, to just be in his robe the whole time. But what was interesting is, is if you think of like his parties as when, when he hosted those parties, he was always the person that answers the call. And JR, when he was telling us about this, he was telling us about this in the realm of, you know, hosting your own party in a Facebook group. But the same thing applies to podcasting. And I'd never thought of it that way. And if you can be hosting your own party with the podcast, people will want to come to you. People will start to know you. I always remember, do you remember the um, the story Russell Brunson told about- um, Arsenio Hall? Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say that where Arsenio Hall had this talk show and everyone was taking his calls and he was- I don't, what, what decade hey, was this? It's the Arsenio Hall show. What, what decade was that? That was in the 90s. Yeah. Okay. And everybody in the crowd used to go- woof, woof, and I don't know why, but they used to, they used to wolf <laughs> we like don't dogs. Know, but we know that they did that. And then he became irrelevant or whatever. He stopped having a show. Well, okay. they, they pulled his show and then he just disappeared. Who's telling the story? Both of us. Okay. It's fun, right? All right. And then he went on the Celebrity Apprentice show. And this was years later. Years later. Hashtag Donald Trump. Hashtag you're fired. Okay. And <laughs> you're fired. And then Arsenio Hall, you know, like they had to build businesses or whatever they do on The Apprentice. I've watched a few episodes. And Arsenio Hall kept calling people, right? And no one was answering. And then he turned to the camera and he said, when I had a show, everyone took my calls. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <sighs> and what's powerful is that podcasting is exactly the same. When you host your own show, you can be the guy and everybody wants to take your calls because you have this platform that you right. can put out there. And we discovered this and, and, you know, three months in, we started to get clear on how we could help our market entrepreneurs. And we got this massive authority because it, it became easy, right? We, we suddenly, we were clear on how we could help people. We were consistently putting out our message every single week. And we had this platform that, that actually we wanted to, I'm laughing because on screen we, we have this cool little picture of it, of a, a frog, frog ju- like Super Mario, like jumping yeah, onto like a platform. Old school video <laughs> and uh, we had this platform, people wanted to come on and we were able to actually gain a lot of authority just through association. You know, we interviewed these seven figure two comma club winning entrepreneurs and we, they kind of saw us on their level. That's and- the beauty of a podcast, right? You can discover your voice and your message you can build a tribe and then you get that authority in the, your field that you never had before. Because I remember when I started, I mean, who was I? I used to call myself, oh, I'm Jamie Atkinson's girlfriend. I'm like, who are you at that time either? But like, now I, like had, I broke up with that loser. No, <laughs> did I? 
Um, so it gives you authority that you never have. Well, what was crazy is three months in, we were at the event, Russell Brunson's Unlock the Secrets event. And we were, everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're the podcast people. And we'd done like, you know, about 50K by that point. Um, nine months later, you know, we went on the Two Comma Club cruise. Right. Russell Brunson asked us to speak in front of 300 of his 30 well, to 50K he students. Didn't, he didn't care about me. Well, yeah, but like to share our message, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and that was crazy because nine months ago, we, we were at Funnel Hacking Live in the seats without a business. I wasn't I, even, I was in the room making sandwiches. Yeah. With the, with the waffle with iron. With the waffle iron. No, with a, with a hotel iron <laughs> making waffles. Making the waffles. With but 12 months foil. later, anyway. we crushed $300,000 of organic revenue. And, and that was kind of crazy. And what we want to share in this message for you guys is that, you know, if you're at this beginning stage right now, if you're at this point where you're not sure how you can get to the next level. Or even if you are not at zero, even if you aren't at zero and you're just, you're still in the middle somewhere. Yeah. If you are wanting to go and scale a business, get clarity on your business and get to the next level, I, I didn't realize how integral a podcast was to figuring that out. I mean, oh, yeah. and you look at the people, like we talked about this in the last episode, but Russell Brunson broke and, and his business was failing, Steve started a Larson. podcast, created ClickFunnels, Steve Larson, right? Six months of doing his podcast before he even made his business. Who else you got? You got Alex Sharfin, right? He's coming on the show soon. That's going to be exciting. Momentum, his podcast drove so much business for him. But even people like- Josh Ford. Josh Forty, like he purposely, I mean, he said like he was depressed, threw his business away, tried to figure out who he was, used the podcast as that platform. And now he's super successful. Lauren Tickner too. Yeah. I mean, she's just relaunching her podcast, huge part of her business. And what what we want to share with you guys is that, you know, one of the most important things in your business is to own a list, right? Everybody says this, right? Why was Skype worth so much money to be sold, right? If you look at the numbers of Skype when they got bought by Microsoft, they weren't making money. They were losing right. money. Kind of like Twitter too. Like yeah, right? Twitter is like a billion dollar company, right? But and, like and Microsoft, no they've got the engineers. It. Like yeah. they could go and build a Skype. But the reason that it was valuable was because- everyone's already on it. It's already on people's phones. Yeah, right. right? And it's the list, right? The it's list. the people. And this idea of that your users. customer list, the users, they're your number one asset. And, and there's really two main assets that people talk about nowadays when it comes to owning a list. I always hear email lists. Email lists are a big one. Yes. And you know, what's interesting about email lists is that they have like on average 20% open rates. I'm not going to lie. I'm on a lot of people's lists. I don't open a lot of stuff. It just sits there. I have this, you know, I sign up for these emails and it just sits in my do not open. And and you're not alone. A lot of people are like this. Yet email is still one of the most profitable platforms out there. This is true. But get this. If you can think of your podcast as a list of your audience, because it is, you know, Joe Rogan went and took his list and took it over to Spotify exclusively. Couldn't have done that if it was a Facebook group or a YouTube channel. No one can shut his podcast down. It's his. He owns the list. Podcasting is exactly the same. But instead of a 20% open rate, get this. These are the the statistics. And we shared this the other day. The average person that will hit play on your episode will consume 80% of everything you put out. And get this, most people will consume 93% of everything. That's wild. Right? I do listen to a podcast straight through. And picture this. I mean, we just did a podcast launch last week. We did this kind of exclusive pop-up podcast, this private thing, and it's closed now. But what was cool is is the consumption rates were crazy. Mm. And, And that's not someone just opening your email and looking at it for a minute. 
that's somebody listening to five to six to consuming, ten to twenty truly hours. Truly consuming it, yeah. Like listening to you for twenty hours, which because is crazy. You can open an email, skim, and go out, but like podcast, you are consuming that media. Right, you 100%. are listening to it. And I think, and I, and let me know if you're thinking this right now. If if you've asked yourself the question of, okay, that sounds cool. Like I know I should have a podcast, but like hey, it's hard to launch a podcast. Or you know? I don't know how to launch a podcast. Right, exactly. And, and if, you, if you're feeling that right now, I, I want to just reassure you and tell you, well, first of all, it's not hard to launch a podcast. It's not. And, and the challenge for most people is they just don't know how to do it. So what we want to do today is we actually want to share with you our, our, our 1970s pirate radio hack. Yes. So actually going out and launching a brand new show. And, and this, is, this is super, super valuable. So back to the pirate radio discussion. So pick, you were picturing what we were talking about before, right? Can I just say... I I think the way you're portraying the BBC is kind of like Facebook today. Like they, they monitor everything. They can shut it down. Right. They, yeah. they, they control everything. Like if you send out too many links, they'll be like, mm, sorry, no. Well, you're Log right. It, it's somebody, and it's like scary. Yeah. It's somebody who was regulating, but yeah. basically it's a little bit like the modern day news, right? Like everybody complains about Rupert Murdoch in the UK. Like he controls all of the news outlets. So okay. you only see what the news wants you to see. Right. And whether you believe it or not, the same is true of Facebook. And, and one of the biggest challenges that you have as an entrepreneur is that how do you get your message out there without running the risk of being shut down, without running the risk of Facebook shutting your profile down? And this Spoiler, was the, it's your own platform. Yeah, well, this is the same thing with, with the pirates, right? Like they were being controlled by the regulations, by the BBC, and they needed to find a way that they could put themselves out there without any challenges. I mean, and do you remember what happened with us in January oh, with Facebook? my God. We were at Funnel Hacking Live, which is like, what the biggest networking event of the year yeah. okay for, for entrepreneurs for sure for entrepreneurs yes, huge okay. for us um our facebook accounts both within hours of each other got shut down and locked out of and, facebook and not let me just phrase this because this wasn't just our business accounts this was our business facebook ad personal account personal as well our profiles and and this was how scary it was so one of our at that time almost all of our revenues and customers were coming through our facebook profile and let me ask you right now, like, does all of your customers come through Facebook or your profile or your Facebook group? Because or like, how about just all the people you know and meet, all of your contacts, all of your, what am I trying to say? Like, your your acquaintances, your everyone. Yeah, your friends, right? Your and friends. What was crazy is that we got our business profile, our personal profiles, both mine and Gina's completely shut down. If, and uh, so you're going to say that too, okay. What happened was when my profile got shut down, I like phoned my mom and I was like, hey, I want to put you as an admin in our Facebook group because I'm worried that if this happens to Gina, then we'll lose everything. We would have lost our entire three Facebook groups. I put my mom on it and within two hours you got shut down. So scary. We could, we nearly lost it all. We and, literally would have never to be found again. And I, and I want to share with this, you guys, because, you know, you guys might have heard from Stan, who's my coach. He was here on, you know, the launch of the show and, um, you know, I'm paying him literally tens of thousands of dollars a year to coach me. And he has so many different agencies. They do nearly half a billion dollars in revenue with their different agencies they work with. And they do just five VIP ad account reps, right? So these are the very highest people at Facebook that he goes and speaks to every week. And you can only get a, a VIP ad rep if you spend a lot of money. On yeah, ads. like a lot of money. And, and he is very invested in Facebook in his business. And even he is saying in the next 18 months, the biggest transition needs to be around diversifying away from Facebook and going to other platforms it's and, just not safe yeah and, and here's the other thing and i'll share this with you guys like we'll spend you know for a regular running facebook ads we spend somewhere around about you know 
$25,000 on Facebook ads in one month. And one week we spent $6,000 and we got about a thousand people to come and get registered for this event. And about 220 of those people showed up and like legitimately it cost me around about $50 per person just to get them to show up to that presentation. And we had like eight to nine people that bought by the end of it. Right. And it was, it was really, really difficult. There's a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort and really, really difficult to make it work. I mean, it was profitable, but like only just, and then we did one podcast interview and that 20 minute investment of time led us to a partnership with 40,000 people on an email list. Ooh. And, you know, we have like 700 or so people registering and showing up. And this is the same thing that just happened with Catherine Jones just a week ago, right? Literally went out onto some podcasts and her podcast got 2,500 people that actually registered and it's just so much easier to leverage those relationships you build on the podcast. So what, what I want to do is, you know, probably by now you recognize, okay, this is a valuable platform to go on. Things are changing. We need to move. But, you know, you might be thinking, I mean, what would you be thinking in this position right now? Um, basically, am I, am I too late? Because podcasts, you know, they've been around for a little bit. Like, is it too saturated? Am I too late? Like, should I still jump in? Like, if you know, like, is it jumping into Instagram or YouTube? It's so saturated. Being like a YouTube blogger, but like, how can I compete with podcasts? Like, is it too late? Yeah. Well, the good news is you can compete. And, and this is exactly what today's episode is about by using our weird 1970s pirate radio hack. So first, I want to take you back in time to how you built trust like the old way, right? Like the okay. way that everybody teaches you. All so right. you go out there, you, you grow an audience, right? It's all about the no like and trust factor, dude. Right. Right. Improve your no like and trust by publishing consistently episodes, all of that stuff. Okay. But it takes a long time, right? Like you're talking like a year, 18 months, two years before you build up a big enough audience to build trust with in order to sell them something. And like that entire time, you, you don't get paid any money, right? So that's the old way. That's how most people think that you go out and podcast. And that's also why most that's people- that's what a lot of experts are teaching still. Yeah. And it's also why a lot of people fail. Because three months in, they're like seeing no return. And I don't know about you, but I get so over it. Like yeah. if I'm not seeing results, this is why I can't lose weight, Jamie. Because if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm not skinny by the morning after one salad, I'm like, oh, I'm so over it. But if you had another way to podcast, like to see me results. Well, so, and this is it. what we want to talk about today. And this whole pirate radio thing, this is the new way that you can build immediate trust. So instead of you having to wait so long and building up this audience and building out authority, what you can do is you can launch into the top 200. Yes, please. You instantly get validated in the marketplace, just like becoming a number one bestseller. I'll take two. And then you can leverage that authority that you gain to go and speak to your dream clients and sell them. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. And as well, you can unlock massive joint venture partnerships. And how long will this take? I mean, it literally from the point of launching your show, it can take 48, even 72 hours, sometimes less than that. Can you hit that magic button? Which Is one? It da -da -da -da? Yes. 48 to 72 hours. And and here's the really important part. You can get paid, not even on the launch. We have people getting paid before, right? Uh, like Matt DeSena, one of our students, he didn't even, so he went through our program. He actually didn't even launch yet, but he's been, because he's been interviewing, he's getting those episodes ready. He's closing people. Yeah. And, and this was crazy because what happened was he, his, his daughter was born premature. 
And he just didn't have the bandwidth to go and launch the podcast because he was at home looking after his wife and, and they were still in the hospital. And he had done these 10 or 20 interviews already, but he'd actually made sales before the show had even launched. And again, this is what so we're going to talk about on the episode tomorrow. But what's really, really powerful to understand here is if you can go out and you can launch into those top 200 charts, you don't have to go and get, you know, this huge following and do all of this stuff. You can use that to go and start making sales in your business immediately. I mean, what about Reem? Like when she first launched her show one of our students Reem Carbot she went out and she actually interviewed Elena Cardone her very first episode was with Elena Cardone and I want to pre-frame this and just let you guys know like Reem didn't have an audience didn't have a big big email list didn't wasn't well known in the space just like almost all of us. and she students. does not know Elena Cardone no she didn't know her like at all and she had no connection with no. her yet just by going and doing what we taught her she was able to go and get her on the first show I mean even in the first few months she closed over six figures in sales with that podcast which was crazy and now she's gone on to Spoiler alert. well she's gone on to interview Dean Graziosi and other stuff as well. How crazy is that? Dean Graziosi. And, and a lot of stuff, which is great. And, and it's not just her. We've got other people. And what's nice about this, this launch strategy that we're going to give you in this episode today is we almost all of our students who go out and launch, like I think it's like 93% of the people, like some people don't do it if they literally don't follow what we tell them. <laughs> but most people, I mean, we have like Anne Kesselman. She got into the 157th spot. You have people like Jesse Rowe in the mental health chart. Roxana top 60. Yeah, I mean, who else? We had um, Student Success Secrets, right? And and a bunch of people. We had Andre, who launched yesterday, just got into 119th yes. in the US. So what we want to share with you guys is this strategy works. And once you get into those chart positions, you can leverage that authority. And Pirate Radio, the, the, the reason that we tell the Pirate Radio story is that when Pirate Radio existed and when it first got started, they would do a very interesting technique to get out there to the radio waves. You know, what would happen is that they would have multiple different pirate radios and they would have a new station that got set up. And I don't know, do you know this? I actually don't know this. So this is cool. So what happens was if a new pirate radio station came and got established, it was kind of like us versus them, right? It, it's us pirates against the machine of the BBC. Okay. So what would happen is these different pirate radios, these, you know, disc jockeys, these DJs, these entrepreneurs, they would all collaborate together to promote the new pirate radio station. So it's not, you're not, again, there's no competition. Yeah, you're because using they, together. they, re- they recognize that the more pirate radios that were out there, the more the They're entire changing. medium yeah. would gain popularity and everybody it's like the rising tide lifts all ships right and and because they were on that radio station as well all of the other radio stations run it as well there was there's this whole cross collaboration like you know seven of these different DJs were on this new you know pirate radio station and you're hearing all seven of the DJs so you might have listened to two of those but you're like oh my god i didn't know DJ Khaled was on pirate radio number three. I'm going to go listen to that. And and everybody won because they were working together to promote it. And the strategy is so cool. And, and this is exactly what we do when it comes to podcasting. And, and this is what the pirate radio method to getting into that top 200 position is all about. Instead of you going and doing it by yourself and waiting for a year or two years, you go and find your own pirates to collaborate with. So the strategy is that you go out and you record these episodes with other pirates aka other people with <laughs> other audiences other entrepreneurs other people who have a, an audience who have uh, and we we talk about this all the time leveraging the opa other people's audiences but you go out and you do five as many as eight interviews with these other entrepreneurs who are in your space and you get them to come on you do these short interviews and you encourage them to promote the podcast launch what's crazy crazy 
what's crazy. What's crazy about this is it's just the same as with the pirate radio. What happens is you create this p- profound effect where all of these different people are coming together. You get a bunch of different people that listen to the show and immediately you get launched into that top 200 spot. Yes. That's kind of like being a best-selling author, you know, like when you hit those top charts. Yeah, you are hundred percent right. And and honestly, most completely mess this up and, and it's because they don't have a system to follow to know how to do this. Right. And the idea behind this is very simple because for you to go and get launched into the top 200 rank, you know, it's determined by the three things. things. You know this, right? Yes. Your, sub- your subscriber count, first of all, how many people are subscribed to your podcast? And that's arguably the most important one. I agree. And then your downloads or how many people are listening or downloading the episodes and then finally how many people are reviewing it so dropping a little review yeah and what's cool about the review is that's your social proof and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of discussion about this there's a lot of people in the online space who say oh it's just your subscriber count that's the only thing that counts other people say oh it's all three others say it's reviews one thing that i found is you know itunes and apple don't share their algorithm but what we've noticed is that when you go and do all three of these things you always get the result and all of these things help you out which is crazy and you know what's what's powerful about this and why you want to get into that top 200 position is it is it unlocks a bunch of stuff for you massive credibility to start with yeah and, and the other thing is like once you have that top 200 status you can then go and interview whoever you want you you have that access because you can say hey like i would love to interview on my top 100 business show right and also the huge opportunities you get because i talk obviously i talk to our students all the time they're like gina i just have to share what just happened to me because of my podcast or who I've just launched, launched landed uh, like an interview with, or they just thought of me to come on their summit. They just unlocks so many opportunities. Yeah. And, and this is cool because like we said, it only takes 48 hours for you to go to get into this position. You literally start from nothing and, and then, then 48 hours you can be someone. Yeah. And this is kind of like a new way to go out there. And, and really we think it's a better way because instead of you having to go and get thousands of downloads, instead of you having to go and get the episodes, instead of having to do all of those different things, you know, and we teach this inside of our podcast profit lab program you can literally go out there and get into that top rank position and it doesn't require you to go and build things for a long period of time and we make this super easy with the collaboration launch strategy which is exactly what you guys just learned with the pirate radio so when you launch the show you go and collaborate with these other pirates these other entrepreneurs to go and help you have success in the show isn't that pretty crazy i love that so guys this was this was all about on this episode is this pirate radio method. This is what we teach our students. This is what you guys can go out and have success with. In the next episode, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the next part in the series, which is really about, okay, so yes, we understand the importance of podcasting. Now I understand how I can go and get my show out there into the top 200. But like, what do you mean about leverage it? What do you mean about go and make sales? Like, what, what are we talking about there? And when we talked about getting joint ventures, when we talk about getting dream clients. In the next episode, we're going to reveal pretty much our number one secret of what we've taught out there in the online space. And it's how you can go out and generate sales immediately with your podcast without ever having to sell to your audience. I am in. Sign me up. Well, we'll be here next Tuesday at 9 a.m. at the same time. And we're going to go through that in the next episode. Make sure you guys tune in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's been fun. And, you know, maybe we'll have another story about some nice sheep on the next episode or something. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye now. 
Thanks for listening to the Changemakers podcast. But guys, let's face it. Getting buyers coming to you, it can be pretty tough. So what if we could help you create content that pulled in your ideal customers? Head to 12monthsofcontent.com where we'll show you how to map out a 12-month plan of content that pulls in your dream customers each and every day. Again, that's 12, the number, monthsofcontent.com. All right, guys, we'll see you there. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.